5G and edge computing technologies are the centers of attraction these days. MEC or multi-access edge computing promise operators to host applications closer to the customers, making it accessible to businesses and consumers in a way that has never been possible before. So are we looking towards a future where virtual reality gaming and self-driving cars become the norm? Can businesses truly implement the benefits of MEC? And what are some common roadblocks? Let's find out. Hi guys, this is your host Ashish Jain and you're listening to the Alignment Podcast where we go beyond the buzzwords and connect the dots between technology and its business impact. Today's guest is someone who can give us an authentic perspective on how, if at all, 5G and Mac can shape the future of businesses. She has led strategy and marketing for a multi-billion dollar public sector and the B2B wireless line of business at Verizon. In her most recent role as the Director of Commercial Marketing for Mac, she worked closely with SMBs, large enterprises and the government to help them identify business opportunities with 5G and Mac. She currently leads a non-profit organization, National Law Enforcement Officer Memorial Fund, as a secretary and board member. Let me welcome Caitlin Clark Sigmund. Hey, Caitlin, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, and uh, it's been uh, you've been in the telecom industry for a long time, and uh, know uh, we know each other since your Comcast days, and we both come from uh, the UC background. And, uh, and now doing wireless. So just wanted to get your perspective on what you've seen change from a business perspective. And um, and also when, uh, you know, last time when we spoke, we talked about this concept of B2B wireless. And then now all of a sudden we're talking about private 5G, private Mac and whatnot. So I really want to go through your journey of that B2B wireless to now pitching and now, you know, helping them understand the role of 5G and Mac in, in, in their deployments. Let's go through that. What has shifted? And, you know, B2B wireless in a, earlier were only, you know, considered mostly from a perspective of, hey, I have a mobile plan for my employees to now we're talking about wireless applications. So let's, let's, let's unbundle that. And I want to take your perspective on it. Sure. This is really an era of change, new technologies, disruptive innovation, digital transformations. And to your point, it's really transformed, you know, the mobile device and the way that we think about mobility from just the handset um, and the gaming, some solitaire and shopping to um, really how we're going to be doing business and providing just incredibly new and imaginative experiences, uh, transitioning from physical products really into a lot of managed services. And, you know, the status quo, especially with COVID, you can tell just doesn't cut it anymore. And there's lots of new demands driving organizations to implement technology that support what you know, people call kind of real-time or real-time enterprise or operations in the ways that we've never you know, really experienced before. Uh, that's great. Give us a little bit of a background on you know, what you've been doing in the B2B wireless space and uh, what, have, what have you seen shifted in how enterprises have started to perceive wireless in their overall strategy? So I think wireless plays a key role in their digital transformation. 
you know, you really have to think about that these days. It's about, it's not just about how much bandwidth you have, but it's the security, it's the communications, it's the applications, but even more so now it's the data and what is it telling you? There's so much telemetry already coming in from your, from your business, whether it be, you know, customer experience, the transactions, the way that your products are manufactured or shipped. There's so much information and insight that really needs to be gleaned and looked at in different ways to sort of not only optimize, obviously, the business opportunity, but also to really transform Um, You know, like, for example, small businesses and COVID, just the retail transformation that they've had to go through. We're not eating out at restaurants, but we're needing dark kitchens. We need to have, you know, digital experiences, portals, online, you know, um, websites and shopping experiences that our customers, you know, can quickly, you know, uh, um, understand what we have, what we offer order and do it frictionless and in a safe way. And B2B, that's just one example. But in the business space, there's just so many different vectors that mobility is really starting to impact businesses and where they're headed. And it's really important that we think about, you know, what's needed. Where are you on that digital transformation journey to being a real-time enterprise Um, being able to adopt some of these technologies, be able to leverage some of the IoT, Internet of Things capabilities that are out there, whether it's tracking your shipments, whether it's, you know, worker safety and training, whether it's being able to assess data and insights more rapidly um, or automate processes in new ways. Um, There's just a lot that's, you know, coming and wireless technologies and solutions above the network are just just exploding and for good reason it's um it's good business but it's also um you know the digital way everything is being software defined and i think we're on a at a precipice why you hear a lot of conversation about the fourth industrial revolution you know coming and the exponential change that we're going to see For example, I mean, just on the data point alone, Gartner says by 2022, more than 50% of reporting um, will be happening at the edge of the network. So a lot of insights and data won't be coming back to the core. They'll be processed at the edge, which means lots of great, you know, information and insights, lots of great experiences, but it really means businesses have to think differently about how they look at what they build, where they build it, um, and really help make decisions about what every next dollar is going to do to help them move in direction to take advantage of this technological opportunity and mobility in ways that they haven't thought of before. Okay, so um, you said something which um, I really want to um, understand a bit more, or in fact, help people understand, because I get that question a lot, is what is edge and where does it live? Well, it lives like it sounds on the edge, but really what it is, is that you are at the highest level, you're just taking the brains and brawn of the core of say the operators networks, and you're moving it all the way very close to the actual physical device, whether that be a phone, 
you know, a tablet, an IoT connection, a camera, AR, VR goggles, you know, whatever the physical thing is on the other side of the network, you're bringing all the, the you know, the capability of the core all the way to the edge. And what does that mean exactly? It just means that when you you hear about things like latency and gaming that can be jitter and um, slow reaction times, when we move to things like autonomous vehicles, it can mean the difference between you know a signal to say to tell the car to stop that over a four G network by the time it goes out gets the command comes back tells the car to stop the car could have moved four and a half feet to in a software defined or an edge computing capability, you'll be able to do that and the car will stop in less than an inch. So it's the signaling is much, much faster. And it means that, you know, that a lot of um, applications, a lot of data centers and a lot of data center processing isn't going to be, you know, needed in the way that it has been before. You'll still have it, but it's going to happen closer, more locally, more regionally in towers uh, versus actually having to drop all the way back into, say, your telephone company provider or cable provider's, you know, core network. Now that's uh, that's well explained. Um, we we started our discussion with a shift from having enterprises and business, you know, IT leaders and technology leaders understand the role of wireless to now talking about, you know, 5G and and Mac, multi-access edge computing and why it matters. A lot of sales guys in the market, right, When they, and especially from the vendor community, and I'm sure from an operator community as well, is they struggle to help the business leaders understand the role of 5G and Mac in their environment. Where do you see uh, the IT leaders are still having that gap to understand the value of these technologies and what is their general receptiveness uh, when you go and talk about 5G and and Mac? Do do they still like, what are you talking about? Or they understand it now? Well, I think across from a technology perspective, especially in from an IT and digital transformation, I think there's a lot more understanding around, you know, 5G and Mac. Um, at a basic level, you know, these types of, you know, multi-access edge compute can be a great replacement for Wi-Fi and give a lot more throughput and coverage and capability than maybe had been previously, you know, available. I think where you were, the challenge is, is just that, the technology is there. It's about what use cases can you solve for and really helping not only the IT folks, but operations teams, business executives really understand how Mac is the solution for some of the problems that they really are waking up having. They're waking up having questions about how do I understand all the data that I have available? How do I automate and save money and be able to produce better quality products? How do I have a retail experience that's digital and engaging and exciting? And those are the types of problems. Um, What kind of support can I get for worker safety? And how can I leverage this, what they call the gray wave of, you know, people who are getting older, your boomers, um, as some people call them. Um, and how do we actually let the talent of those folks be able to support through augmented reality, 
AR, VR, um, the folks who are younger who are coming up and learning some of these different trades or different solutions out in the field and be able to be there for the ability to answer questions and provide their insight. You know, edge computing and 5G really, you know, will allow that to, to happen. It's going to um, allow enterprises to really transform, you know, how they how they're doing business. Great. So let's can we pick an example and let's say, you know, role play. Yeah. I am yeah. CIO of an enterprise X and I'm where you felt that there was a gap. Uh, and what kind of gaps do you see when you're having discussions with businesses? Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you work a lot with small businesses, larger businesses, government. What kind of questions do you get when you're trying to explain them the possibilities of 5G and, and Mac and where it you know fits in uh, solving the problem they're having? So, sure, I think um, a good example in that's you know, happening right now is around telemedicine. Some of the challenges are the increased need for access to healthcare for patients, you know, outside of metro areas and rural communities, uh, people who need access to specialists. Uh, they want improved provider kind of operations efficiency. They want to leverage their physical footprint for the folks that really need it. And then also allow people who shouldn't or can't travel um, high quality healthcare in a way that's, you know, that's, conducive to, you know, to keeping them, them safe and improve doctor patient interactions in a, in ways that are beneficial to patients. Um, where these, some of these technologies, you know, come into play is that, you know, you can improve patient access to care using 4k video at, in the home. And you really need things like 5G and MEC to be able to support that quality of video to really be able to give a doctor the opportunity to see, you know, someone's the way that they look, their color, their recovery, and use video analytics to be able to better understand and diagnose what's going on. The benefits here, they allow patients to communicate with care teams and nurses, doctors, you know, in a in a new way. It allows it to do, you know, so for some folks who have a have trouble or who have immune challenges, you know, don't really need to be in lots of public spaces, um, the opportunity to stay safe. And then also for the doctors and the facilities to really make sure that the people who come physically to the building are the folks who need it most and then provides like real, you know, near real time data to the healthcare team. There's also cool tools from blood sugar to blood pressure to EKGs and other things that can be monitored around the clock 24-7 and actually have alarms and other things that happen that, um, you know, real-time networking um, can make, you know, possible and make it easier. So, it, no, it does, it does help in explaining the use case, but I'm, okay, so let's, let's think of from a perspective of, you know, what's the role of an enterprise in this case, healthcare provider? Uh, versus an operator versus a consumer. What what needs to be done across these three communities to make this possible? The general perception is, you know, 5G, Mac, uh, you know, they are still very operator-centric technologies and deployments, but, I, but, but there's a shift overall when with 5G is in the talks of private LTE or private 5G, and then we talk, talk, also talk about private Mac, 
and and applications um in all of this how does the role of an operator change and how does a role of an enterprise change in in making it a reality so i think what changes across the vectors of the service provider the enterprise and the consumer are a few things at the operator level everything and this is also impacting enterprises but everything is becoming much more software defined and the networks are having to transform and amazing things for uh, the support of security uh, networking things like private networks private 5g private mac public mac um, really are causing operators to transform their networks and be able to provide this type of capability all the way like i said out to the edge through local radio towers versus having to bring it the traffic back to the core which is very expensive and that's what's also expensive for enterprises um having applications and having business processes that have to uh, be processed back in the core of the network also means latency and costs money to be able to do that and from an enterprise perspective this is part of their digital transformation journey they need to understand where are they in transforming digitally are they early on still barely you know doing anything past email or are they really starting to move into software defined networking using sd wan thinking about cybersecurity you know and where are they on that that timeline both the operators and the business owners are working actively because these the need of the networks the need of the information that they want to be able to supply great experiences for customers um require that these things be true um from a enterprise perspective they're really waking up and saying i i need better insight i need to be able to be more efficient i need to know more about what's going on in my business and especially in areas of manufacturing automation supply chain is another one um you know worker safety are some of the i think transformative businesses that you'll see leverage these types of technologies sooner and they already are uh folks like quake from a first responder perspective being able to give 3D you know images in real time of what's happening inside of a fire you know for example mm-hmm. um you know really cool retail experiences through Oculus Rift but then when you go all the way through to the customer and the consumer obviously entertainment is a huge one that's going to transform you're starting to see that with different um 3D experiences whether it be the NFL um you looked at what was happening during covid for the NBA finals you think about how concerts and other venues are changing and how gaming has just exploded um these experiences require tons of insight content and data and one of the great things that really is affecting um especially businesses and the operators is that you have incredible amounts of content delivery data and analytics that need to be available to the consumer and to the customer in real time and the these infrastructures are what's necessary to make that content and those you know experiences come to life 
Great. No, I think uh, we're already seeing, and I love Quake. I had a discussion with the CTO there on um, what they're doing. They're really doing an amazing job for sure. I had to, I had experience uh, uh, their demonstration live at Mobile Congress LA last year. So uh, definitely some some great innovations coming with the advent of um, 5G and uh, Mac. So one of the areas which I've been looking into is if you look at how enterprises changed uh, from a communication standpoint, it was all, and and I'm just forming an analogy here uh, and see how, you know, it pans out with wireless. And I think I'm seeing a similar trend in how the the communication space evolved uh, in the last many years. And, and I'm seeing a similar trend in wireless now. So if you look, look at, you know, Enterprise was all, you know, on-premise kind of an equipment for communications, uh, PBXs and whatnot. They were all on-premise. And and then it went to cloud, uh, unified communication as a service and contact center as a service. And now a lot of that hybrid deployment we see is where they want to keep some at the edge, some at the cloud, and then uh, this entire notion of the developer community and programmable communications and whatnot. And if you look at from a wireless perspective, it was always, you know, as a service model, there was no real infrastructure of wireless other than, you know, Wi-Fi access points in an enterprise premise. And now we are seeing a shift of that, you know, from a wireless perspective that the core wireless infrastructure, uh, the cellular infrastructure, I should say, is coming on premise uh, and closer to the businesses in their in their network. And I also see Mac enabling that developer environment that you know programmable communication enabled likes of Twilio and Nexmo and others have, have built com- uh, the whole platform around embedded communications and enterprise workflows. And with 5G and Mac, it's kind of going in a similar direction where it's enabling businesses and external developers to actually start developing applications for businesses and consumers. Is that is that a fair assessment? Is that how you know, 5G and Mac are going to play out for businesses in terms of making it more accessible for them to program the way they want? Yes, absolutely. I think you're seeing that in a couple of different ways. One is the development, you know, of kind of 5G as a whole, which is just ubiquitous increases in speed and capability that we all want to be able to quickly watch our movies and etc but then it really starts to go into public and private and you're still going to have needs for both for example in a private networking scenario you know the reason that there was premise based solutions is because people wanted the security and the the you know the the performance and for you know robotics and automation for you know, air bases and other government needs, you're going to continue to see that kind of requirement. And you want to be able to do that. Manufacturing companies, if the power goes out, if the network goes down, if they're under a cyber attack, you know, they want to be able to have what they call block, you know, blackout operations. And blackout operations allows them to run regardless of whether, you know, the outside world is is able to do that off generators and, and other things. So you're going to want to, and you will continue to see the need for private Mac, private network slicing, the ability to hold data within the enterprise um, for real-time processing or for security purposes, et cetera. When it comes to public, 
this is, you know, to your point, these new technologies, everything being software defined is just going to open up so many, you know, new ways of looking at things. I mean, I think people understand, you know, gaming, but other types of computer vision, the ability to be able to um, reimagine, you know, like we are retail and other experiences, it's just going to be incredibly, you know, powerful. And public mech solutions allows for a lot of those, you know, to happen, you know, quickly, more efficiently. And then the other thing that this technology does is it doesn't make it constant. Instead of having, for example, your bandwidth or your the latency that you might need for your robotic operations, you might need that super low latency to make sure that, you know, all of your Amazon warehouse is running perfectly <laughs> efficiently, but you don't need that all the time. And so what will happen too is that your network will be able to dynamically change, understand what it's connected to at any given time and deliver the type of network that it needs at that moment. So if you're really just updating the status of your washing machine versus the robot doing surgery versus the traffic management system in a large metro area, um, you know, you name it, every single thing that's connected will have an intelligence about it and be able to have network delivered to it in a way that makes the most sense with the most security, with the most speed, whatever it specifically needs. And that's not something we've, you know, we've had kind of ubiquitous on or off, ubiquitous fast or slow, um, you know, fixed or wireless. But a lot of that's just going to be blending into, you know, just like you were saying around unified communications, it was landline, you know, a PBX, or it was in the cloud. And now there's tons of different solutions, um, experiences that you can have from a collaboration perspective that's still evolving. And I think you're going to see that on a network connectivity uh, layer in a way that you've never seen before. That's great. So what are the, what are the roadblocks still out there and, and what's needed to remove them going forward? So I think a couple things. I mean, one is just, you know, these are, they're new technologies, lots of new devices. I think the device explosion that's happening in 2020, now that you have folks like Apple and others with 5G devices, um, a lot more is coming online. So you have, you know, more reason to start making these these changes. So I think, that, you know, devices have been a bit of a limitation. Just understanding, you know, businesses, governments are all in different forms or levels of digital transformation. And I think really are just coming to grips with how important this is. I think COVID just, you know, exploded a lot of thinking in a lot of people's minds about how they have to think differently about their business and are really now coming back together to sort of formulate how do they need to move forward. And I think that's a that's been a piece, but I think that's you know changing obviously rapidly. And then you know, lastly, I think it's the there's still obviously a lot of you know applications, a lot of development, a lot of opportunity that's still being built. I think you're seeing much more capabilities around visualizing data. You hear a lot more about big data and analytics that's been sort of a thunder kind of rolling for a little while, but I think 
you know, especially now with 5G and Mac, you're going to just see this, you know, grow exponentially. Um, and so between the devices, the digital transformation journey where customers are on it, and then still, I think there's work to do to connect the problems that customers and businesses are truly waking up having. How do I improve my customer experience? How do I manufacture more quickly, more efficiently? How do I protect my food and my supply chain? You know, these are the problems they're waking up and then connecting that mech and 5G are solutions for that. That's really, you know, I think taking hold. And if you look at some of the forecasts from Gartner IDC, you'll see a lot, um, you know, it will be coming in the next couple of years. So I think we're kind of like I said, a little bit on that precipice and starting, I think, uh, was moved into a new gear given, you know, COVID uh, and the way that businesses and customers are thinking about how they want to experience, whether it be brands, um, purchases, um, healthcare, you name it, everything has to change. That's great. Do you think the technology by itself is mature now and there is an understanding amongst the community what's the value or there is a there's an education to be done and the technology needs to uh, improve to support the cases, the, I mean, the, the use cases, uh, the way customers would like to use it? Well, I think from us, there's been, you know, we're, I think we're much further down the road. I think the standards bodies are coming around to some of how these different technologies are going to, you know, be implemented and what's considered, you know, a standard. Um, so I think that's really, you know, going to help. I think that the understanding as a whole of how these technologies can play. I think if you, if you go in and you actually talk to, you know, the network providers or the companies who are supplying the technologies, if you're, Ericsson's, your Nokia's, your Casa Systems, your IBM's, you can see clearly in the work that they're doing that this is a highly active area for them and that we are just creating an explosive amounts of transformation and change uh, through the technologies that are being deployed and that these aren't far away. These are either, these are announcements on a weekly and daily basis coming out of carriers around the globe um, of solutions that they're bringing to the marketplace. So I just feel like it's it's here. Um, you know, when we were launching, you know, Unified Communications, when, you know, SIP was coming around and we were moving into the cloud, I think we're past the point of having to explain, you know, why, you know, like, why are you doing this? This, you know, we clearly understand, and especially after COVID, the so what is, you know, we want, we want more, we can do more with a software defined world. And so we want to see this, you know, kind of come to life. And these, this moment, I think is really, um, you know, accelerated those conversations. And it's not about, you know, the far away, you know, autonomous vehicles and robots doing your surgery. It's, you know, things that are much closer it's predictive maintenance for vehicles. It's quality automation and computer vision. It's, you know, you know, um, intermodal freight and supply chain maintenance and, you know, um, supply chain uh, quality, things like that, that, you know, that aren't pie in the sky. They're real things that are happening right now. 
No, that's great. I and I would I would like to close on that note in terms of is there is there a specific application or use case uh, speaking about the theme of real that caught your attention in your past you know discussions with businesses and government that you worked with? You know, I mean, there's a lot that come to you know to mind, but I think you know one that um, you know that I can sort of chat about i think that would be helpful especially in our current environment is you know kind of immersive experiences immersive telepresence um i mean we really want to you know we want to have as close to -to face-to-face conversational experiences we want participants to be able to interact with our brands with our companies with our products and we need to reduce the need to travel and you know now if you look at the tools that companies like adobe and others are producing um, to be able to give you 3d experiences um, you know 3d renderings real-time renderings um, it's amazing and i think these you know projects are going to and you know these contextual projects these collaborative experiences are only going to continue to build and 5G and Mac really enable new levels of collaboration. This 3D collaboration, being able to put you kind of real time, whether you're an avatar or not, uh, collaborate as if the remote person was truly in the room with you, um, being able to put kind of hands-on and 3D collaborate on designs, especially in a software-defined world, whether it be developers around the globe, it's uh, creatives around the globe, you know, you really have or hazardous training that could be conducted remotely. Um, it's just amazing that you know, what this that the, these technologies can do, and something as simple as uh, collaboration. Collaboration is big, but okay. So, just for everyone to understand, you know, what are the next steps for them? Five um, G Mac is coming; it's real. From an enterprise perspective, what would be your guidance to them? What should what should they do the next thing, and what do, what do they need to have in their checklist to plan this out? Sure, I think there's a few things that people can do today. One is, are you thinking about who is in your business today? How are you doing business? Do you have the right talent? Are you thinking about data scientists that you might need? Are you thinking about data analytics and business analysts? Do you have the right talent? Are you thinking about it from a human capital and a human transformation perspective of having the right seats in your organization, people in the organization to help you through this? Two is, you know, you really need to get closer to your customer in a digital way. And where are you in your digital transformation journey? Have you really sat down and thought about, you know, not just about solving the moment's problems with today's server or connection issue, but truly where do you see your business in three years and get yourself on a digital transformation you know, journey and understand where you are early on or ready for 5G or somewhere in between as most people are. And then I would say, you know, lastly, have you talked to your technology, you know, collaboration partners, whoever you work with, and truly understand what's available today and how can they help you with the plan that you have for your business and you know put something together so that you know that each dollar that you spend next is going in the direction that's going to be meaningful and allow you to take 
advantage of these technologies. I think that's a great checklist, uh, Caitlin. Do you do you see that there will be a new type of providers who will play a role in helping businesses get Mac and 5G up the ground? Or will MNOs be continue to be the, the entity offering these services? I think there's going to be a lot of managed services and managed services companies that are going to be able to support businesses through this process. If you are an architect or if you are a manufacturer, if you're a doctor, if you're an accountant, if you're in finance, the way that you're going to apply, you know, what is going to be specific to the needs that you have are are very, are quite different. And there's going to be a lot of niche and other, you know, opportunities for different types of professional services to be able to support, you know, businesses who, who are looking to transform or who, frankly, you know, some people are large enough, they want to do it themselves, but other people don't have the savvy. They either don't want to spend the time and want to focus just on growing their business or just don't have the technical talent um, to do it in-house and need to outsource. So I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for different types of providers um, uh, to be able to support this transformation um, outside of just the the carriers and the you know hardware providers. There's a lot of finesse that's going to be needed to make this work right for the different types of solutions. I always envision if there will be a another Twilio type company who will figure out to offer Mac applications. Do you envision that? Oh, I think there's going to be you know several different types of organizations twilio like i think you know you're going to see you know others like ibm and you know the control plane and how you're managing all of these endpoints and and being able to provide dynamic capabilities uh, to whatever you want to manage on your network it's going to be pretty interesting so i think whether it be above the network at a business process perspective and what the customer is experiencing to the sort of middle layer of operations, whether it be infrastructure, you know, software operations to manage businesses as a whole, like, you know, supply chains, et cetera, or, you know, all the way into the service providers and how they um, work the, the core, the network slicing, the capabilities to be able to offer these, you know, great new dynamic ways to uh, have access to bandwidth it's going to be, you know, quite, quite different and exciting. Yeah, I think there's a lot of excitement to come. And uh, it's just, uh, I think we're just scratching the surface on Mac yet. Um, and hopefully, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to see some, some really good applications uh, and uh, companies come out of this and really disrupt the market in a way that it is promising to do. Yeah, I think this is quite, this is a technology that isn't just for the IT professionals. It's heavily driven by them, but it's not all there is. There's so much business application above that. And that's why I think, you know, it's going to be tremendously transformative because it's at every layer of the business. Um, Obviously, IT is a considerable piece of that in a software defined world, but the business problems that it's going to be solving are across a very broad spectrum and it's going to be, um, it's already is uh, being, you know, it's really interesting 
and you know it's not uh they're not calling it the fourth industrial revolution for nothing and to your point 3d collaboration immersive experiences and doing uh you know real time experiences of consumers and businesses and how they can interact as yet to come it was a great session caitlin this is really good conversation i enjoyed it uh thank you so much for your time thank you have a great day fantastic discussion caitlin thanks for clarifying how 5g and mac will enable new business opportunities and sharing some great insights and steps that will help enterprises in their digital transformation plans I'm confident these insights helped our audience connect the dots between 5G and Mac technologies and the many use cases and business models that are possible. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Alignment Podcast. A quick reminder to subscribe to the series on your favorite platform and to share your thoughts. We like getting your ideas and questions, so keep posting them or send them to me on ashish.jain@kairospulse.com or drop me a note on my LinkedIn. Until next time, stay safe and get aligned.